Hi, and welcome to BJGP Interviews. My name is Nada Khan, and I'm one of the associate editors of the BJGP. Thanks for taking the time to listen to this podcast. Today, we're talking to Nishadi Withanaj, a doctoral student at Monash University in Australia. We're going to discuss their paper titled The Effectiveness of Preconception Interventions in Primary Care, a Systematic Review. And we started our discussion just by thinking about what it actually means to provide preconception care and what GPs need to know about this area. So, hi Nishadi, Uh, thanks very much for joining us here today. I wonder if you could just start by describing to us what you mean by preconception care and what you think that the role of the GP is here. So the preconception care is the period before conception, so the period before a woman conceives. Um, There's no right definition for this. It has usually been defined as the um, three months before conception. With preconception care, we're basically talking about optimising health during the preconception period, so improving um, health for both females and males during this preconception phase. A lot of people are not aware of the preconception phase and generally sort of start um, taking care of themselves after they become pregnant. But there is evidence that the preconception phase is crucial for the development of reproductive cells like sperm cells. So with primary care, we're sort of trying to increase the awareness of preconception care and like um, through GPs trying to sort of raise awareness that this is important and educate women about the importance of that period and try to sort of educate them on general lifestyle things that they should do during this phase to improve their health. You've mentioned that, you know, the importance here is because you want to optimise health in that run up to trying for a baby. And interestingly, you talk about men as well as women, and I think that's maybe something that's not discussed as much in healthcare or the literature. That's right. So um, this is actually the first review to include men as like um, a population group, because generally with pregnancy and that sort of topic, it's always sort of focused on women. But there is evidence in the literature that the preconception phase is equally important for men as well. And even in this study, we only actually, in this review, we only actually found one study that focused on men, which was interesting, but it is very important to include men because the sperm quality can often be affected if they don't have optimal health during this preconception phase. So the study that you ran here, you did a a standard systematic review and identified 28 articles, including 22 randomized control trials, which I was quite surprised by the level of evidence. And can you just talk us through the main findings of the review and what you found? Sure. So um, like I mentioned before, there was only one study that focused on men. All of the rest was on women. The one study, I'll talk about that study first. So um, in that study, there were like nurse midwives basically educating men about um, certain risk factors like alcohol consumption, smoking, things that they should focus on during the preconception phase. And that study specifically showed that so after the nurses provided that education, that significantly improves uh, improved men's knowledge of the importance of the the importance of health during the preconception phase. And with the other studies, so we categorized the interventions into like four broad categories. So brief education was one. And brief education generally involved like a GP or someone who was trained to provide this service, basically having like a counseling session just a single session and that was it 
and intensive education was more of a like a period of time so it, it varied though from like a few weeks to a few months but it was basically multiple sessions that modification so in four studies, the diet was modified during the preconception phase and they looked at the impact on pregnancy outcomes. And the other main intervention was um, uh, supplementation with folate. And generally, when women were provided education on the importance of folate supplementation and were also provided with folate supplements, there was an increase, there was evidence that there was increased uptake. With the brief, with the education, so both brief and intensive education was effective in improving women's health knowledge and reducing risk factors. So there was actually evidence that this reduced alcohol consumption, um, smoking during the preconception phase, increased physical activity and optimised their health during that phase. Hmm. So four different types of interventions. So the brief education, the intensive education, diet modification and supplementation of folate. So thinking about what is sort of offered in primary care and in the brief education, can you just talk us through what that might entail? Because I think that's probably realistically what a GP might be able to provide. Talk us through how you imagine these would be and what a brief intervention would look like. Yeah, sure. So yes, that's right, because realistically, like GPs don't often have a lot of time with the patient. So um, ideally, it would be like a brief education session. So this education session would generally be like counselling on generally lifestyle risk factors that would affect the preconception period. So telling them that it's important to think about like alcohol consumption and moderated um, smoking, increased physical activity. And we also have a lot of women who are obese or obese or overweight during that period. So um, trying to manage those conditions. Also, if they have any chronic conditions like diabetes, hypertension, um, managing those conditions, taking up on immunizations. So there's a list of preconception um health indicators that are important and um, it's important that um, a GP can like briefly at least run through these preconception indicators just to make sure um, during uh, that brief consultation just to make sure that women are sort of educated and increase awareness about the importance of that. Yeah so I thought it was quite interesting that the studies suggested that when GPs do counsel patients about preconception risk factors the outcomes for babies, for instance, miscarriage, low birth weight, are actually better. So that seems to suggest that taking the time for these brief chats or um, maybe one counselling session discussing the different interventions is quite important in terms of outcomes. Yes, yep. That was, there was this one study where um, so GP-directed counselling about like the preconception risk factors actually decreased the rate of miscarriage and preterm birth, low uh, birth weight, and also um, reduced certain congenital abnormalities, which is like very important. And it's like that one single session, but um, educating women on that session. There was just one study that actually looked at brief education on um, improving pregnancy outcomes. So the evidence is limited, but um, regardless, that study does show that there was improved pregnancy outcomes following the intervention. At least in the UK, a lot of the care that is given to uh, women during pregnancy is by midwives. But I think in the preconception phase, usually these women and men will be mostly looked after by their GP. So I think that's highlighted the important role in that phase prior to pregnancy. Okay. So 
As you mentioned, your review also covers advice given to men. And tell us a little bit more about the findings related to interventions directed primarily at men. Sure. So like I said, the evidence is limited with men because it's only from just one study. So in this study, it was brief education that was provided by nurse midwives. And um, they used this tool called the uh, Reproductive Life Plan-Based Counselling. So it was basically like a checklist which um, increases awareness of the preconception lifestyle risk factors. And that tool sort of provides information about reproductive health, like the importance of maintaining optimal reproductive health during that phase. And after the counselling session, there was evidence that men actually had a positive experience of the counselling and around 77% of them had received new information. So there was a significant improvement in their knowledge after that single counselling session with midwives. And taking things forward, did you have any... uh ideas or areas where you thought that the research was very limited or areas where things could be fleshed out more in future research? So definitely there's there's a need to do more studies with men because there's not much out there at all, including men as a population group. And also the evidence of preconception care interventions provided in primary care on improving pregnancy outcomes is still limited, I feel. There is definitely evidence. So out of the nine studies that talked about pregnancy outcomes, like four of them reported significant improvements in pregnancy outcomes, but still that's sort of limited. So more research is definitely needed in this field. There is evidence that it improves health knowledge and also reduces risk factors. But I think the focus should more be towards like, does it actually improve pregnancy outcomes? And that way we can sort of um, strengthen the case to provide preconception care in uh, in primary care settings such as general practice. And that would also maybe encourage primary care providers to provide preconception care. Also in this study, um, it was interesting that it wasn't all healthcare professionals that were providing preconception care. So in some studies um, that provided, in actually all the studies that provided intensive education, it was non-healthcare professionals and um, there was improved um, health knowledge or reduced risk factors reported in all of those studies. So going forward, it would be interesting to see if there could be nurses and other people involved because otherwise it might be too much of a burden if we just to rely on GPs to provide preconception care. So if you were thinking about the ideal preconception consultation being offered to a couple, what would that look like to you? Um, the first thing would be talking about the importance, just educating them that the face before pregnancy is important. Um, I think the most important thing would be to talk about lifestyle risk factors, given especially like in Australia, for example, there's very high rates of obesity during that reproductive age. So it would be very important to talk about lifestyle risk factors, such as maintaining an optimal BMI, um, the importance of physical activity, diet, and things like alcohol consumption, smoking, as well as if um, people have like other um, chronic conditions, it's important to also talk about them and also to review like certain medication that they are taking, which may affect the baby. So um, mm-hmm. that way they're told about that early, then maybe the GP could change that medication, which would then reduce, which would then hopefully reduce the ad- um, adverse pregnancy outcomes. Okay. So I think that's given quite, you know, practical tips. So educating people about the importance of the preconception phase, talking about the lifestyle issues and optimizing general health, and then going through medications um, just to make sure that there's nothing that 
we need to be looking out for in terms of uh, modifying dangerous medications in pregnancy. Okay, thank you for that. So just I wonder if you could spend a couple of minutes just going over what you did, what you found, and the main implications for this systematic review. Sure. So the reason we did this systematic review was because there was limited evidence on the effectiveness of preconception care interventions delivered in primary care setting. We included males as well in this review because um, the preconception phase is important for them as it does affect their reproductive health and um, quality as well. Um, the main interventions that were provided were brief education, intensive education, uh, diet modification and supplementary medication. Um, with brief education, that was often just a single session where counselling was provided to the females or the males. There is evidence that that improved pregnancy outcomes in one study, as well as it improved um, health knowledge and reduced preconception risk factors. Intensive education similarly was effective in um, improving health knowledge and reducing preconception risk factors. That modification um, improved pregnancy outcomes, so it actually reduced a spontaneous pregnancy loss. Um, low birth weight and improved pregnancy outcomes in uh, two of the studies that investigated that and um, supplementary medication also improved the intake or the uptake of folate supplementation. There is evidence, so in terms of implications for um, uh, primary care settings, um, there is sufficient evidence that preconception care provided in primary care is effective in improving health knowledge and reducing preconception risk factors. But the evidence for men is limited because it's only from based on one study. So there is a need for more research, including men as a population group. Also, given that preconception care is important and there is evidence that is effective, um, it needs to be more streamlined and um, we have to broaden access to preconception care in primary care settings to increase the, the awareness of the importance of the preconception period and also to improve the um, health outcomes for both the mother and the baby. Okay, so thanks for that. There's some really important points here about an area that's possibly overlooked to some extent in primary care. So it's interesting to hear about the improved outcomes, especially doing something can make a difference potentially uh, for couples trying for a baby. So thank you very much for your time here. It's been really interesting hearing about it. And thank you all for listening. The original research article, if you're interested in taking a look, can be found on bjgp.org and the show notes and podcast audio can be found at bjgplife.com. And a heads up about the BJGP Research Conference, which we're holding on the 31st of March, 2023. The conference website is up and running, so you can register at bjgp.org forward slash conference. It's looking to be an interesting conference with lots of original research from around the world and great opportunities for networking. We'll all look forward to meeting you there. Thanks again for listening. Bye.